we're back. Episode two, we survived. It's me again, Tony. Captain well, Teaming. two of us have. Well, we didn't even get to all three of us. <laughs> Episode two, we're already a man down. Chris is here with us, Vice Captain of Team England. Uh, welcome back to the Lions Den podcast. Uh, we are Team England, and we're here to talk to you about everything that's going on in the world of Team England and 40k. Sadly, our third member of the podcasting team, Adam, can't be here with us tonight. Uh, he's a busy, busy man, and so pinning him down has proved impossible because Chris and I are desperate to talk to you about what's been going on with Team England. Love it. I just can't wait. We're, we're currently in the throes of post-LGT feedback uh, within our Discord. We've got, as part of the process for application this year, everybody's got a channel where they can talk about their lists and their games, and we're collecting a kind of uh, master central resource of all our scores and, and list results so we can get like, yeah, a I'm basically Go on, Chris, you talk about whipping that. people. Just, just permanently, and everyone hates me because I'm going. We've got, we've got this giant tracker basically. That's I don't think it's a secret to talk about because no one's going to see it. Um, we have a giant tracker of tracking, tracking all our games just to get sort of a general idea of the entire meta and how lists do into each other. And I'm just harping on, going, fill in your spreadsheet, fill in your spreadsheet, and everyone's like, oh god, not Chris again. <laughs> it's just. I, I feel people. I feel people get like that. It's, uh, but it, but is, I get it, it, I get it is it. useful because what we're trying to get, and you know, we're trying to get an idea of what armies work well on the meta. I think most people know that. And we're going to talk about the Battle of Britain team balance in a, in a minute. You know, the we're trying to get a sense of how is the game evolving. You know, you look at things like the Sisters of Battle popping up. Is that a list that we need to practice? Is that something we can see on our own matrix? Isn't getting played a lot and nobody's touching. That's kind of information that we combine from outside of our team. As well yeah. as what with all the you know the forty odd people that are involved mm-hmm. in the playtesting and application this year, uh, it's been really good so far. I've really enjoyed it since the Space Marine Codex has come out. That's the faction I'm focused on at the moment, looking at all the different list ideas and approaches. And yeah, there's a predominance of Iron Hands, but there's loads of other lists and people trying to innovate. And then beyond that, looking at people doing innovation tweaks or things like Eldar, CSM, um, some of the more outfield lists like your Admech, your Orcs, your Tau. I suppose Tarch are more mainstream now, but you know they're they're all coming into their own, so it's been really, really useful. And that brings us round two, the Battle of Britain. So that's not uh, going to be, as we record this now, it's going to be um, this is the 28th isn't it? of October, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're travelling down to Nottingham. There's going to be ten teams of six, three English teams, three Welsh teams, two Scottish teams, and two Irish teams? No, three Scottish teams and, two, and one Irish team. Uh, so, right mixture of... Yeah, yeah, and it really looking forward to that. So we've got three England teams, Captain and myself, Chris, and then mm-hmm. uh, Matt Robertson, who's our, one of the <coughs> vice captains this year. Um, we might drag him along for our post-event kind of debrief feedback episode to kind of look at how the event went, how we thought Liz played, and the, you know, the message that really shaped up for a team event, because it's the first one we're attending as, as a group and as a team in the UK. Um, it's been really interesting to talk about what we picked as factions. Now, in terms of balancing the players, I think, Chris, we did a pretty good job of this. We put myself and Chris and Robert, who have all been previous players or played last year in the team, we put a couple of experienced players on other teams and we tried to mix up newer applicants. And it is mostly new players across the three teams. Just take it back a tiny bit, Tony. I'd just like to talk about uh, the Battle of Britain itself. So, Battle of Britain, historically, has been sort of a proving grounds for the team. It's, it's generally this time of year, every year. So... We've only just got sort of the team applicants done, so everyone's sort of ready and raring to go. So it's a nice place for sort of newer players to come and just sort of cut their teeth and sort of really get involved in teams if they've not been before. So 
like like Tony said, we, we like to spread out all the players just to get a, a general idea of what everyone's doing. Then we can sort of dedicate sort of sort of veterans in the team. They can dedicate more time to the newer players. And then when you only have maybe one or two or three on your team, you can you've got time then to go all right and just sort of see how they're thinking and just sort of get their ideas in. So it's it's a sort of really good introduction to teams, I'd say. And uh, but it's a very sort of competitive event and the scots always want to win and never do so <laughs> wow Pioneers. straight on <laughs> dig for innies oh there <laughs> i mean to be fair i think they're in the same boat though they're using it as a proving ground they're testing they're spreading the strong yes out. yeah yeah oh, do you want to talk about naughty robbo this time oh no yeah let's get into it so i mentioned this at the end of the last one like t- like tony you said it's We've split the teams out all nicely. We've gone, yeah, we've got a nice balance of players there. Looks great. Robbo gets a dropout. And then Robbo goes, oh, I need, to, I need to get a sub. Who does he get? Who does he get, Tony? Manny Chima. Well done, Robbo. Uh, uh, an unknown, an unknown event, on the scene. An up-and-coming uh, 40k talent. <laughs> if they don't win this event now with their, with their roster... Robbo's in the bin. Possibly slightly bias their team balance. So just for <laughs> so that their team's now got Robbo, um, they've got Manny, and they've got the seam. So all three played yeah. on the team last year. They've got Courtney Rhodes, who's a England and WTC 40k veteran, playing for years, playing his favourite orcs, his favourite thing. And then they've got um two newer players to Mar- the squad. Marcus and Raph. Marcus has been involved uh, in and around the team scene for a few years, and Raphael Hampson's new to the team, but is a uh, coming in and looks looks like he's going to be enjoying a successful first event. Um, so, yeah, it's possibly un, un, overpowered that a little bit. I mean, it's not that Manny can go and win that one event. Jones, the way it works is that if you've never played a, a Teams event in the WTC format, I said last episode uh, on this one, your games, you get your 100 score game against your opponent, but then the differential, um, I think it's every five points, is equivalent to one point on the 2020 differential scale. So a flat-out draw will be 10-10, even split. You actually smash somebody by 50 points or more, you get a 20-0. So it's the 20-0, 91, etc. So Manny can't go and win each round on his own, but he's certainly going to help their team along. And they've got Naz with his Eldar list that was very successful at LGT. You've got Robbo running some Space Marines. Uh, and then the guys... We'll talk about the other list, I suppose, later. But it does possibly... Yeah. Just push their team forward a little bit. Excuse it a bit, but it did it did rile our team up. I'm not going to lie. So we <laughs> we were going into it. We were before this happened. We were going in thinking, right, we're just going to test stuff out because it'll be valuable for next year. You know, because we're only going to get what five, six codexes before the next WTC. So we're like, cool. All the ones that weren't on the roadmap, we're like, cool. We'll try those because they're not going to change a lot. The data slate might have some slight tweaks. Might get a few points changes. But the general builds of those lists will be the same and, and heavily invest in those because they're just not going to change. Yeah. They're going to be fundamentally the same armies. So we were, we were heading down those lines and then this happened. And then James Ramsey, of all people, was like, it was like, it was like a red rag to a bull. 
He was like, right, we're going to absolutely fucking kill these guys now. We're just going <laughs> full metalist. <laughs> we're just... So I was like, I was going, I was going some madness Necrons, and then we're like, no, sack that off. I'm on the, I'm on CSM. Let's go and bash your meds. Oh, do you know what? I had. It's funny. I went to a. I mentioned the last one. I went to a practice weekend at the uh, with some of the guys from my team, and I was like, okay, we do, you want to do some list test? Like, we want to win. We're going to win this event. I'm like, okay, <laughs> loving the attitude, yeah. guys. And I, and I go, I guess this far out from the WTC. You can test the concept, but it's very likely that the lists and the meta and the points will change, and you might even get a new mission set by the next summer. Yeah. Um, but team prep, it, it, two approaches, isn't it? You can either take wacky lists that you think will work in a six-man where you can dodge something that's really bad for it, and it hits something that's really good for it. Um, and certainly in eight-man teams, you can certainly build lists like that. We'll come to that a bit later. We talk about why we picked our sixes. This Maybe this event is going to be less of that, and because it's sixes and it's just one Marine Codex out and the Nids Codex before it, Everybody's got some pretty conventional picks. It's a bit boring. I'm not gonna lie, but don't don't tune out now. Keep listening. We'll talk about them. <laughs> well, it's another boring. Let's, let's, do you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's let's skip these two things here, Chris. I'm gonna talk these to the end. We'll talk about those at the end, and let's go straight yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well, first we're gonna go with. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about Adam's list. Should we talk about Adam's list, Chris. What you mean, my list? No, no, no. Sorry. No, what? We'll talk, we'll talk about Adam's list, Chris. Ad, ad, oh right, yes, Adam's list. Chris has had some okay. tough times getting himself ready for this. Event. Yeah, but... I just couldn't think of what to take. And so, then so the, just... after the aforementioned news that Manny was joining one of the other teams, and that really unsettled them, Chris was absolutely infuriated to the point that he felt he had to steal a list concept, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then <sighs> only post submission okay. was he like, Adam, you and I are on the exact same train of thought. <laughs> So it is funny, right? So I'm, 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 I'm a bit upset Adam's not here because I wanted to call him out to his face and see what his reaction would be because I know the stories you've told Tony. That... three for the podcast <laughs> So it, and it was funny because me, Tony, and Robbo had access to each other's channels. Yeah, yeah. And we weren't, we were not going in and looking and being like, right, we're gonna just completely tailor our list to beat those saying how our team are getting on and just I sort of used it a couple of times to help out um, in sort of Tony's chat when he wasn't available to just sort of get the team going and sort of just get organised yeah, really. Yeah, and coming back to so, the point we made earlier maybe that is something we, we do different to others like we all had access to it, I'm not bothered about people seeing it, I didn't mind, they saw what the formats for teams were, but for me, looking at how people work in those chats there were people that didn't communicate at all, didn't communicate well, disagreed about things and wouldn't move some who listen to feedback, some who <laughs> yeah. listen to feedback. So like that yeah. is, when, you, when you're trying to pick an eight-man team for a team event in the summer, and it's a big deal, and we're England, so we have a lot riding on it because we're one of the, in quotes, big teams. We're a, a scalp that people want to take points off or want to knock down or want to really? see fall over. You, you have to look at all the things that are going to help you prep, and you want people that communicate well, play well on a team, get on with others, but can write good lists, can work the list to do a job. And it is so many different things. I think the team events are really important. My team of six is at me and... I mean, I've got Adam on my team, but I've also got... Who have I got on my... Adam, Tom... Good start. Tom. No, to go... Adam, Tom, Tom, <laughs> John. It's because I've got so many Toms. Um, and Brett, <laughs> yeah. who's And I've got a mixture of guys who've been before, but maybe haven't played for England before. I've got, I've got more new players than other teams. Because I really wanted to get to... If I didn't know somebody, I was like, you know what? Definitely put them on my team. Let's see how good they are. But um, yes. I think it... Maybe other teams are more closed when they come to things like this. Maybe they wouldn't be as open. But I'm quite happy that we've all got to see. Unfortunately, though, 
Yes. Adam, who's also... Back, back to Adam. So, back, back to the story. <laughs> so, Adam is uh, an admin on our Discord, and unfortunately, when, when I'm blaming Robbo for this, because I think Robbo set the channels up, is that right? No, it was me. It was uh, me. I am, uh, I'm, the, I'm well, the owner of the Discord, and he's on my team. Captain, fall on your own sword here. <laughs> I ain't so, nothing. <laughs> so, Ad- Adam had access to our channel. So, and then I was watching. Uh, this is probably eight, nine o'clock at night on on the Sunday of the submission. And I was just looking at your chat because we were completely done. I was just writing up the list document, and I was just going and I was just looking at what you guys were posting. And I saw Adam post like I mean my exact list, and I was like, "Where's he got that from?" And then it clocked, and I was like, "Oh my god, come on, Adam!" To be fair, I think, I think we can. He's not here tonight because he's, he's he's busy. <laughs> he's got to defend I, himself. I'm just I, slating him. I, I feel like I'm gonna have I have to stick up for a little bit. He's probably been busy. Otherwise, that I, is true. That is true. I don't think he maybe would do that to you. Maybe it is pure podcast gold. But anyway, <laughs> we like to steal each other's lists and cause controversy. Team England. True but he did change it slightly. He did change it slightly after we uh, because I have to. Should we go into my list now? I think we should. So, so just we'll just pop into the list. Tell us about your fluffy necros. Sorry, your your meta chaos space marines. Indeed. Yeah. So effectively, because um, I'd been out of action for about a month, I'd been on holiday, so I came back into it and I was like, right, I've got about a week to sort a list. So I was like, right, let's not rewrite the wheel. Re- rewrite, reinvent the wheel. Sorry. Um, it's okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's just look at what other CSM builds are doing really well at the minute. Obviously, Liam had just smashed a uh, LGT, so I was like, right, let's start there. There's chosen. There's obviously something there. Great. But in a team's environment, I felt that the differential pushing maybe wasn't there because they just didn't have the sort of primary holding, the primary... They have the primary denial, they're obviously quick, but they just don't have that sort of just solid, just chunky unit, which you, know, you probably see what I'm getting at here, to, to, to hold the middle. So what I did from that list is just drop the um, the 10-man chosen brick and their rhino and the, the four blitz because I used the blitz at WTC and... I had a nightmare with them with Abaddon with rerolls. So forget using two units of two blitz with no with no rerolls. I was like, I'm out. See you later. So I replaced that with um, Abaddon and the ten Terminators. My theory behind that was the new Marine Codex has come out. I had everyone talking about these Iron Hand lists. I'm like, cool. I knew Chaos Knights were big. You can see a lot of them. I think. Maybe we haven't seen as many as... I think a lot of teams have Chaos Knights. Not sure quite how many are going. But I think that's come to fruition. And I knew Orcs are going to be prevalent as well. Taking the Abaddon Brick with the Terminators just allows you to just be so aggressive into those games. Like, if the Redemptors come anywhere near the middle of the board, if they leave their deployment zone, you could just kill all three in a turn. Like, not even, not even a problem. And then you go in, okay, now you've got to get something within 12 inches of this brick to kill it. Otherwise, then it's advancing and charging into your deployment zone. And it's just a bad. It's just a bad time for Marines. I'm going to have two steps to that. One, do you think it actually is a bad time? Because I remember when we revealed that we did have some of our other England vets in the R England chat on Facebook going, 
Oh, I don't know if that. that oh yeah, I, I was dodging bullets here, right? I was dodging. I was taking well, a lot of flight. It had, was like... I think that was more of a flashback to the summer where you dropped that unit from UWC oh, list. And then oh god, that's blitzing. PTSD, PTSD. And, and, and on the other side of that is, it's interesting that you don't want to take the two two blitz. I can see the utility of two, two blitz dropping in without the rerolls. I mean, you probably go undivided for the strat then, don't you? So you don't go Nurgle on two by two. You just go undivided, drop, reroll, hit and wound. Yeah, if I were to do it, I'd probably just take a unit of four with uh, undivided. And just maximize um, the I, the strap. Okay. Yeah, if you're not taking Abaddon, then it's just it's just so much. It is just a, it is a lot of output. And if they pop off, they seriously pop off, and they just they just win a game, right? That's that's why we took them because the, they can just decimate an entire army. I mean, you drop those in, you could you could pick up three mini knights. Like you could be cheeky and just go, I'm gonna fire one there, one there, one there, one there, and you you fail two saves and you're dead. So let's, let's, let's skip from that into then. So you've got that list. Um, what else is on your yes. team? So you're overseeing your team of six. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, by, by the way, interesting choice from what you said there about Chaos Knights. There are, um, out of 10 teams, six teams have brought Chaos Knights, and they're pretty okay. much all so, the same. One's brought Demons, but most of the other players have given Demons to their CSM, so they've got better loan operative play, which is something we see yeah. an argument for in team events um, a, a lot, and certainly I know your team have that argument. And then... Uh, the rest are often, you know, it's whether you have six Melter, what, you'll have to come up with the names, Carnivores are the Gatling ones, and... Uh... No, all the way around, Brigands, Brigands are the Gatling Melter, oh, X-Ray P, is yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. on twos and the X-Ray P gets closest, yeah. And then the Carnivores are just, for some reason, you can just fly over the terrain, fly 14 inches, and then, and then charge you. Not a battle yeah. tactic, can't affect it, son of a... Anyway, so, so you've got those two... Those two... Six of one, five of the other, basically. Yeah. A little one that's a warlord that sits on your home objective. What a boss. Yeah, then, stickies it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. And then maybe demons if you've been lucky. Just, just hops around. So what's in your team? Pass CSM. So, yeah, so we have... Um, sorry, I'll go through the players as well. So there's me on CSM. Yeah. And then we've got Nathan Roberts, veteran. I'm sure you all know him. Um, been in the England setup for years now. Um, he's playing Chaos Knights. And then we've got... James Ramsey um, on Eldar, and then uh, we've also got Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. It's a bit spicy. Um, we've got Kyle Grundy on the Tau. Everyone knows Kyle. Uh, hit him up at the Pure Tide program. He you knows having really good success over there. So I'd like to promote that. Um, and then we have Ed Watts on our Grey Knights. Um, he's new to the setup this year. He came as a coach last year, though. Fantastic to have there. So nice to see uh, Ed applying for the team this year. And then we've got Mark Pocock. Mark's playing Space Marines. He's playing in the Iron Storm, Spearhead, rubbish, you know. Everyone's everyone's seen it. The three Redemptors, three Whirlwinds, plus other stuff. So in that group of six, you've got yourself, who played last year. You've got a mixture of players over the previous <clears> couple of years and coaches and or people who want to play. So how yeah. does your CSM... Two questions. How does your CSM list fit into that setup? What do you see the role being? How do you see the yeah. other people playing? I mean, I don't need to give me the old uh, inner workings if we're going to do this every round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, so but... effect effectively, role, roles within the team are you have um, Eldar, CSM, and um, Chaos Knights that are going to be probably trying to get bigger scores because they, they, they all have the ability to really push into people uh, and just get those smash scores. If they get the right setup, if they get the right matchup, obviously sometimes that might not go go your way in the pairings 
because a six man is very it's a bit gets a bit wild west after the first round so because basically you're, sh- you're yeah, that'll, that'll... straight into it so you've never done a six man team event there's the defenders and attackers um, you, defender is you put a list down hidden you reveal it at the same time as your opponent's defender list that list will get to pick a table from the six sets of terrain in the mission that you're playing so you'll know whether it's a good mission or a bad mission and then your opponent picks two of their remaining five armies to prey on it and you the defending player get to pick which army you're going to play against so say i put my space marines forward and chris preys on me with eldar and Chaos Space Marines. I get to pick whether I played Eldar or the Chaos Space Marines. And that could be uh, factored in a number of ways. One, you could take a hit for the team, take a list that's really bad for you in your game, but everybody else is bad into it and it makes the rest of the parents better. Or two, you take a list that they think is really good, but you think you can get points out of and you can try and scrap as many points as possible. Um, and you do that first. The second time you do it though, so you get do that, you have a defender and a prey list for both teams. That's four of the lists gone. That's two from each team, so you've got four left. When you put the defender down, you do the two attackers again, and that last remaining list goes as a champion list and gets put to the side. So there's a load of guesswork there because you have to guess, once they put the defender down, which one they're going to put in the champion, which two, when you put them down, they're going to say, yeah, I'll, my defender will play that. And the one you refuse gets to play the one that you think your opponent's going to refuse. So it's, it's tons of guesswork about what's going to go forward, what's going to go down, what's going to get refused, as well as, do I have a plan here that he doesn't know about? Is there some list tech that they don't get that's going to catch him out? And that is, I think, it's the game within the game that makes WTC so interesting because you can test the list to catch somebody out, to do weird things, to be great in a mission. I mean, I, I think that the archetype for Space Marines is very much because of Poland's WTC list, which ran um, Dark Angels in a Gladius with the Redeemer, with the Aggressors, with the Terminator Brick, with a load of MSU scoring behind it. Um, nobody'd seen that until they ran that and it was such an effective list at WTC you know it scores well hard to get through the Redeemer is absolutely destroying some armies if they can't handle a land raider with armor contempt running at them then they're going to have an aggressor bomb and the Deathwing Terminators running at them so that's the kind of thing that would potentially be a really good put forward list something like the guard artillery gun line that was prevalent before the last points changes that would have definitely been a good put forward list because what wants to run into a guard artillery line? You've got a nice mix there. You've got three then, and I suppose that leaves your space marines, your tower, and your chaos knights to be your flexible list. Yeah. So I think I think a lot of people maybe get a slight misconception of tau um, because when you think of tau, you're thinking, "Cool, they're going to go out. They're just going to table people. Brilliant. O- obviously, they're going to score win twenty nil, right? No. The the big problem with tau is bring it down and in a team setting it's such a liability um almost to the point that you even bring tau because they're maxing out at like 13 points because they're just giving up 35 secondaries before the game's even started bring it down homers there you go and there's nothing tau can do about that i don't want to um, i don't want to jump to the future but we don't have tau in our team <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know, we're taking we're taking we're taking Tau because Mr. Tau is on our team. So Carl Grundy is UK Mr. Tau coach of Vanguard yeah. Tactics. Been has applied for the team a couple of years, and where Carl I think has been really lucky is whenever he's applied and picking the team, Tau have always been awful, and it genuinely that his luck seems to be that like when we do a December pick of the team, Tau are in a really bad state, so we don't pick them. But then when we get to the summer, Tau are really good, so I play them. Like it's that kind of luck. 
Do you know what I mean? When, when, he, when, he, when he's at that point. So now is probably the best point where they're okay in the index, they're doing a good job, good, good results. Um, and he's not really in the I think they standard. are due a codex as well. Yeah, they probably I believe. Yeah. So, I, think Co- I think Tower one of the ones early next year. They, I believe that's right. They're, they're an interesting build. Like you say, I think in a team's event, if you can leverage a game where he's not going to give up, bring it down as easily, maybe that helps. But I don't know if that's... Yeah, exists. so... If you look at Car's list, I think his philosophy around that was what we the sort of what we said from the start because we we knew the downside of towering teams and we were like, Kyle, just just build your list to score. Mm. Like no matter what you play, no matter how many points you give up, just make sure you score your points as well. And that's that's what he's done. Um, and now I am not a ta- I I absolutely hate Tau with a passion. So I have. It is probably the army I know the least about, so I'm probably the worst person to go through his list. Oh, we don't, um, we don't I think Tony. What we're so... do. We won't go into the list specifics tonight. We'll be here all night if we go through 18. We will. We will. List. But he's got a non-standard tower list. He's tweaked it to do some jobs and make it better to play missions, go for secondaries and give up. Let's bring it down. I think he'll do a good job for you. Yeah. And that. Let's go to possibly another one of your interesting ones, which is your Eldar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now this is this is interesting. So uh, I don't have the list stuck in front of me, but when when Nassim took twenty to Wraith Guard to uh, LGT, we were like, "No, that's not enough. We need more." So <laughs> Mr. Ramsey has gone with thirty Wraith Guard um, because why not? And no friends. And... Thirty Wraith Guard and no friends is what he's going well, for. Not really no friends. Well, yeah, kind of no friends. The, <laughs> the the philosophy we've took into this as well is part of the decision-making was a downfall of Eldar also in similar vein to Tau is assassinate. You, you play Eldar, you go, cool, you've got to use all your characters to score your points. I'm going to take assassinate. I'll score at least 12, probably 16, and I'm happy. I will, say, list- I will say right now, right, I've heard... Nassim arguing in our Discord with other members of people who played at LGT oh. about the fact that he will not give you his assassinate points. And I think, to be fair to him, he can give up two or three characters and still play the game comfortably. And then it's dicey to get the other ones, depending on your list tech. Now, I get that then becomes easier in teams because you go, well, I won't play those things that slight my characters. It's another strength, another notch in the... the uh, it was- Exactly, Eldar. but I don't think he can avoid it anymore with no, the but... prevalence of Space Marines now. Space Marine whirlwinds are going to be everywhere. And yeah, you know, cool. and th- that definitely does. But then, you know, that's great. And you go assassinate, but what's your other fixed one? And are you getting it off Eldar while they take the board? Because Wraith... You just, take, uh, you just take homers. They, 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 you say they take the board. They have very little, like, actual board presence. It's not, a big, it's, not, it's not a big footprint. Here's how, here's how the Space Marine game goes, I think. Wraith Guard move up, Wraith Guard kill a Redemptor, Yunkarn pops over, kills a Redemptor and or a Tet Marine, and then you go, ah, oh, I ain't killing that Yunkarn. That feels like the core of the game. Because then you need to focus yeah, on the space, 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 space Marines still don't want to play it. No, absolutely. I'm not saying Space Marines want to play that. Um, on another note there, Tony, you mentioned the Yunkarn. So James doesn't did, have the Yunkarn. Well, I'm just going to say, so how did you get 30 <laughs> Wraith Guard in? You had to give up the big boy. Yeah, you just you've just dropped the Yunkarn, right? You just dropped the Yunkarn, and... A lot of people are going to be going, what are you doing? You guys are absolute idiots. We may be idiots, but we are trying it, nonetheless. Yeah, and it's, it's teams is... So again, comes back round two. 
teams is not a singles event. You aren't going and paying a lot of time and money to go and then have a bad weekend where you played five games on your own where the other guy just smashed you. Because that, that, I think, is a big danger of team events when we didn't maybe have... Sorry, of singles events, we didn't have team events as the format that we wanted. Because pe- I, I, there are people that got onto WTC teams. I'm going to pick um, Courtney Rhodes. He's playing Orcs for Robert's team. Courtney never... He had a couple of placements, but he never went and won any big GT. And there was a couple of years when he played for the team, and people said, "Why are you picking Courtney? What, what's Courtney doing?" And you'd go, "Well, Courtney goes to tons of games, and he doesn't get smashed very often. He'll often go four and one. Sometimes he go five and zero, and he and just really well. But he'll often run that non-meta list that is great in teams. But he'll give it a real like absolutely put it to its paces." Yeah, I think if you're doing that on your own at a singles event, that could be a very punishing experience and yeah it can it, when there's a big group of 36 to 40 people applying for us eight places on a playing team i think there might be a worry that oh if i go to an event and i do really badly with an off-the-wall list people might think that i'm just not very good so I think yes team I... events one of the things we stipulated is that you have to go for a team event to a team event at least once before we close our application window you know and start making our cuts from the application group because yeah. We want to see you in that format. We want to give you the opportunity to freeze up a little bit from the the realms of I've got to play something that beats Eldar, that beats Space Marines, that beats Care Space Marines. You know, so thirty Wraith Guard might not win a singles event, but here you're going to have some lists that go, oh, I can't deal with twenty. It's oppressive. It is oppressive. Like if you if you get these guys into Chaos Knights, for example, <laughs> say goodbye to any points you thought you were getting in that game because you are not getting a single point. There is just nothing you can do. And um, another interesting note on the Incarn, um, just part, just to sort of give you a bit about, like, we're not just doing this randomly. If you play a very good player, everyone's kind of learned to deal with the Incarn. It's it's a nuisance, sure. But how many games can you honestly say when you play versus someone who's very good at the game and pull, you pop a Rhino, you, you teleport him over, you kill five Chosen and the Lord, and you're like, Cool. The Incarn dies. Yeah, and that was the same what? reason that Manny didn't have him in our team list in the summer for England because he said, you know what, you can get around it. I prefer the buffs and the direct offensive yeah. that the Avatar fully buff can bring. And I remember when that list went up and everybody went, that's not really that good. And they looked into it maybe a month later and went, oh, yeah, actually is quite good. So at least GW knew what they're doing with nerfing Phantasm for him at least. But uh... indeed, it, that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> Make it two CP for God's sake, please. But um. That's nice, nice balance for your team. And interestingly, if you yeah. look across the, the ten, well, the three England teams certainly, we've all got Space Marines, we've all got Eldar, we've all got Chaos Space Marines. And then the divergence comes in that your team and Robert's team have got Grey Knights. We've got, I mean, I've just grouped these equivalently. We've got two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your team and Robert's team have got Tau, but we've taken Votan. Votan? Votan. And, Votan. And my team's, and your, and Robert's team have got Orcs, but you've got the Chaos Knights. Yes. So, and we would have, we would have had Orcs as well. Because we did have an orc player originally who had to drop out, unfortunately. So that's interesting, yeah. and you replaced that with the space marine gun line. But I mean, new hotness space marines. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how they do. We've got three quite different, three variants of the the build that are all iron yeah. hands based. But, well, nice right. little link to yours, Tony. I think yeah, there. That I think leads me into uh, mine. Because yours yours is very different. I have taken. If you go away and listen to Art of Wars Space Marine Codex review. I've taken all the things they said are terrible. <laughs> so I've gone for a um, 
essentially the Iron Hands detachment. I've gone for the, the Super Tech Marines that have... There's three relics that are great in that detachment. One that gives you an ignore. After you failed your save, you can turn the damage to zero. One that gives vehicles lethal hits within six. And then another one that gives vehicles fall back and then shoot um, within six. So what that lets you do advance is... advance and shoot, is it? And advance uh, and shoot the same. as well. Yep. Apologies. So that that's handy I don't know, twofold, really. You can either throw the gun line forward really quickly and catch people out, or you can fall back and still shoot at targets that tagged you. I know vehicles because you're out of combat, but sometimes you don't want to have infantry units like like a cursed blocks tagging the dreadnought or tagging a, a rhino and not being able to target at all. So I've gone um, the triple redemptor core, and I think really the, that that Iron Hands list is the two tech marines that have to go on relics that have to go on tech marines and three redemptors with the plasma, the Gatling, and all the little guns. You can get 200 points for that with minus one damage, minus one damage. a two plus save is generally pretty rude. The great one CP strat, battle tactic. No, battle tactics. I don't think it's battle tactic actually. That gives you a um, plus one to the movement, toughness, to hit roll, leadership, OC on the dreadnought. Just makes that dreadnought a super dread. Can't get into a one plus save because that's not allowed, but otherwise makes the dread really tough. And then you've got the plus one to hit from the tech marines. You've got the little buffs. Really effective core. I've added talent masters to that because they're vehicles. You've got two talent masters that can be loan ops. So they just zip around the board being annoying. Uh, one of them They loan off each other, right? Yeah, and they loan off each other. Or they hang around with their Dark Shroud. A lot of the Iron Hands builds are going to a Dark Angels Codex version because the Dark Shroud is a land speeder that gives within six minus one to hit and cover. So... You're not really getting through those dreadnoughts at range unless you've got lots and lots of ignores, you know, uh, really high AP or ignores penalty shooting. They're, they're horrific. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I shot an undivided forge fiend into it and did like two damage. And I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. this thing kills knights. Game What's last, happening? Well, a game last night, three forge fiends fired at one redemptor and took it down to four wounds. Yeah, um, it's... it's good stuff. And then it shot back yeah. and half killed one because it had already rolled three ones. For its, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is. Oh, just don't even remind me of those guys. Yeah, just like, so there's, there's loads of cool stuff. Now I've gone Dark Angels for a couple of reasons. One, because I wanted Talonmasters. I think they're really handy, and the Dark Shroud gives you the buff. Two, because I wanted Azrael. Azrael gives me an extra CP every turn if he's on the battlefield so i've got him with some hell blasters just chilling in an impulsor and then i've taken i've not taken any whirlwinds which is what everybody tells me is the absolute noob choice i can't believe that's so good they are okay let me tell you tony if you were on team ignite you'd have three whirlwinds i probably would but then (laughs) you know uh, that, that's just how I play 40k. So I'm testing out, um, two units of five Desolators and five Hellblasters, each in an Impulsor. Gives me a couple of options then. It lets me throw forward a tank with guys in that can get out after it's advanced and still shoot. I can shoot guns from the Impulsors, which we discovered last night because people didn't know that Impulsors had five Oh, points. this is this is stupid. Why are they... What? Six. Five in, five in point six? Yeah. Why? It's good, isn't it? Um, so five, six firing points... Can benefit from all the buffs because when you fire the guns of the guys inside, it counts as being the vehicle firing. Yeah. So, so you do that mega fives to explode. So what another is one is a battle tactic: is uh, fight in the shooting or the fight phase, which is really handy. Um, you get sustained hits one, and if the unit doing the attacking is a vehicle, you get critical hits on fives. So that makes things like the desolators and the hellblasters even better when they're shooting out of those tanks. Um, and it still gives me a couple of options. It gives me some. 
things to throw around. I can keep my like I played a game last night into uh, Cat Space Marine list, and I could keep five Desolators on the top of a ribbon, just shooting all game while their impulses just trolled around. I can still move the tanks around and be annoying and block and tag things, and then get the guys out and shoot or pull the tank back and get the buff. So there's loads of little clever ways I like it. Probably isn't as flexible with some of the scoring. And again, this is where I think the Iron Hands version um, has to go. You either go down the full gun route of like three Ballista Streds, three Redemptors, and three Whirlwinds, and minimal scoring, or you start to take some of those elements out. So, like, Robbo's list takes out the Ballistas but has more scoring, has Inceptors, has Scouts, has uh, more characters to score with. Mark's list is that list with the Ballistas and the Whirlwinds. And it's just, yeah. it's the full Yeah, Scouts, still Scouts. Yeah, yeah. So, Oh, does, oh yeah, he has two units? Three? No, I've got, I've got three units of scouts still. So cheap, 55 points for scouts. As well. Yeah, they're dirt cheap. But regardless, it's hoping... I mean, I, Again, this is, comes down to my team approach. I'm going to play as put forward at the weekend. I don't want to... I want to test out the guys on my team and see if they can go, yep, yeah, this is the game I want to play, this is the score I'm going to bring. I want to see if they can do that job for me because that's a really important part of any team setup. You bring an army and you practice it, and you say, I could play Eldar and get 10 points every time I play them. And then you go into the big rounds and you get one point. Well, that's going to let the team down. That's the difference between us winning around and drawing around, drawing around and losing around. And we had elements of that this summer. It happens every year, every team event. Somebody doesn't quite get the results of luck or whatever. Some of it, I think, is practice, though. And I think where we're trying to improve as a team is we're trying to focus our practice more so people come to the matrix point, the prediction point, and go, yeah, I've got this done. So all three teams are preparing a matrix of against every other team, what's my average score into that game? So again, my speech yeah. means it's Eldar. I mean, I'm not going to blow anybody's mind by saying I'm not predicting I'm going to win 20-0 every game. I'm not even going to get 15-5. I can get a small losing draw out of Eldar. I'm probably quite happy with that. Um, maybe other players will say, you know, my list will get a winning draw out of Eldar. Or I beat Eldar. And you can write a list that maybe does that job better, but in singles you wouldn't take it weakens you into something else. We've taken Space Marines and Eldar and Chaos Space Marines, like other lists have. Tyranids, though, and Votan are mission playlists, lists that want to go forward and be annoying. So you've got the Votan are kind of like a Harlequin's boat style list, really. That's the Votan build. So it's got a. It's Absolute got... madness that you were comparing Votan to Harlequins. Yeah, this was like, that, you couldn't think, think of anything. Of. More apart, but they are they, they they play like that, but they shouldn't. They, they do. But because, right, GW so have pointed them in such a way that you do play like that now. They're like the Harlequin boat build in two reasons. One, because you've got little transports that are annoying to get through. They've got an invun that just trolled around the board really quickly. And two, because the infantry are small five man units that they hit hard, but they don't take the hit back really. And then you've got the odd little combat character. That is very much a Harlequin's list without some of the shenanigans that Harlequins at the top of their power last edition had. And then we brought Orcs like yeah. Robert's team have. And I think Orcs, I was going to compare them maybe to Orcs, but I don't think they do that job quite the same way. Orcs are very much truck-based lists at the moment where you've got maybe knobs or you've got boys and a character sometimes, or maybe you know Captain Badrock features in both lists because him and a unit of um, flash gits just it's... walking around shooting people. They're MSU hoardy lists. And if you aren't, if you put some, too much stuff in reserves or you don't you know, prepare for it, They'll just rush your line with six, six trucks and a load of random Gretchen on objectives flooding the midboard. You get turned to shoot them and then they just wag and they run at you. And you, you're like, oh, I'm not getting any points for like four turns. Some lists can't handle that. So we've brought that with our Votan and our Tyranids that are mission play. Our CSM, which is kind of a smashy face list. Eldar, because I think only one team hasn't brought Eldar. 
uh, one of the Welsh teams. Crazy stuff. Yeah. I don't think there's anything meta-breaking in our list, really. Um, I am interested to see no. how the Nids and the Votan do. Uh, to, so we've got uh, Eldar has been run by Brett. Care Space Marines has been run by Adam. Your list. So we'll see who's, who's the better player. You or Adam. Podcast wager happening right here. <laughs> um, and then we've got John Clark running Tyranids. Um, Tom Lerman running Votan. And Orcs is Tom Higginbottom. Um, I think... Yeah, I'm happy with all the players on the list. Everybody's picked lists that they like the faction of at the moment. That's a big thing for me when we were doing that. I want to see players do well in my team, so I've got to pick the faction that's strongest that you think you're going to bring me the, the best variety of scores in. We might end up getting a lot of draws. I don't know. We've got, I think we've got answers to everybody's lists. Worryingly. I think, I think you do. The fact, the fact that it's six-man, I think, helps that because I don't think anything creeps in that's massively wild. It's... There's, there's obviously the three armies that everyone's going to take is Eldar, CSM, and Space Marines because Space Marines are the new hotness, and then just a, just a bit of a mix afterwards. But it's all it's all there and thereabouts. It's, there's nothing crazy going on. I mean, not too much crazy innovation from Robbo's team. I mean, he's got the Space Marines, Eldar, Care Space Marine, Grey Light, Talent, the Orcs. I mean, we, you did want to mention uh, Manny's particular uh, flavour of Care Space Marines. Yeah, because Manny, Manny is just going to Manny. Um, so <laughs> Manny has just sort of innovated his LGT list slightly. So um, after Abaddon got one shot by the Wayleaper, he has just thrown him in the bin. <laughs> he, he doesn't get to go on the board anymore. He's... That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, there was an unfortunate incident where Manny failed a four plus involved, and then a fate dice was involved, and Abaddon was no longer on the board. Um, that that happens. That's that's the game. Um, so Abaddon's been thrown out, um, and in his place, or oh, Abaddon plus the the sixty cultists, I believe. I think there was three or twenty cultists in there. Um, and in their place uh, comes two rhinos. Yes, two two rhinos and triple chosen. So I think there's two units of five and a unit of ten. Um, then he's also been able to fit in um, two units of warp talons and some nurglings. Um, might have had those before. Don't, don't think he had the warp talons, um, but he's dropped one four and just gone down to one. Um, Great list of so, teams. But yes. better on WTC terrain, right? Because yes. if you've never played WTC terrain, they, you go to the, the website, links below on the podcast here, and you can find all their map packs and you can see their setups. They sell terrain from their own Wayland Yutani brand. And, and that, you know what? They've got such heavy boards. A list like that can quite easily advance up to the middle, take all the middle objectives, be a real pain. And you don't have it. UKTC and very much the GW Atlanta boards. We used to look at some of those as kind of big tournaments we see a lot of on streams. Um, those are such big. I think it's, I think it's the size of I think it's the size of the ruins. Like the ruins are huge, yeah. and they're on these giant bases where obviously the fact the way Obscurium works is you just you just can't see around it. So there's obviously there's, there is some long firing lanes down there, but yeah. you can fit a brick of twenty accursed. Um, in, I mean, inside, if you don't, one of these he probably wants you to kill five or six. It gives him a nice yeah. push. He grows some back. He pushes. Like, it, there are loads of tricks for a list like that. So that's yeah. that's an interesting one. And then yeah, um, it's just going to run people down. It's just going to. It's just it literally the game plan for that is it's going to just charge at you. It's going to you're going to score no primary. It's going to score all its secondaries and whatever primary wants to. And it's can you kill it quick enough before 
turn five. That, that's how that works. And one of the other lists that, that very good. We're not just a, a CSM fan club here, but one of the other lists that you really liked was one of the Scottish teams, didn't you? Was bringing uh, a care space wing list with Rubik Marines. Really liked. <laughs> well, you didn't stop talking about it for ten minutes pre-podcast, so you can you can tell us all about it. Was, so Scotland have tried to innovate a bit here. Uh, I think two two of the lists feature this. So they have um, I think Rubik Marines. Got one unit in his army, and then the one of yeah. the lists. I haven't got the name of the player to be fair. Apologies. Just, just no, we don't have the names on here. We just have the the factions. Um, I can find so that. They're just gone a bit mad. They've gone. They've gone for three units of five uh, rubrics and three units of five chosen and three rhinos. Now we disagree. You, you think noise. It's are okay. You think noise it, it, would be a, a better alternative because noise greens have I, more options, can advance and charge out of a rhino. And I, we went and looked up the the data sheet, and I was like, well, okay, why is this person picked this? It's really good, potentially. Like, it's because they get reroll wounds against things on objectives for free. It's not a strat. It's just something they do. I mean, that's good. You can't go to me. Oh, reroll wounds on objectives is bad. I would bite your hand off to have a unit of marines that did that for 105 points with. What three warp flamers, a warp flame pistol, a psychic power, and um, a soul reaper cannon? Yeah, That's and obviously, good. The, it, it, it can they can shoot out of the rhino as well, right? So they've got a bit of a shooting out of the rhino with the soul reaper cannon plus the, the sorcerer in there. But you probably get so out it's of the okay rhino so, you do, so you can use the, the reroll wounds abilities data sheet. Yeah, uh, it's just. It just doesn't feel massively efficient. They're expensive, 105 points. There's no stratagems you can use on them. They, they are just like Tony said. It's just you get wound rerolls, and it's like, what are they killing? What like what is strength four flamers actually killing? Because it's not like they've got arrowmen and the plus one to wound. With and... wounds, whatever they want, buddy. Whatever they want. Great. You can kill. You can kill what ten cultists. Good job. What did? Well, what, what, what in the meta are they killing? What, Chris, what are they, can, what are they doing to play, Redemptors? You can play Bruce Duffy, and he can tell you about why you're wrong and why his arm is better. It's trash now, aren't I? I'm going to get absolutely slapped. <laughs> you are. Bruce, I'm calling it out. Chris has tried to take you down a peg. Don't you take oh, it down God. It's just, he, I'm just, I'm just literally setting myself list. up. He had to steal Adam's list for this event. So. Adam's going to score more points than me. I'm going to get slapped <laughs> by Rubik Marines. This is just going to go horrendous for me. Can I just, like, not turn up? Because uh, 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 I'll never hear the end of it. No. I mean, <laughs> I, I okay, think from okay. there, you see, most of the teams are running pretty much the same sort of comp. Where, I mean, where teams are losing out, maybe taking, like, on your list, or Robert's list, taking the Grey Knight list out of that six, and then maybe putting yeah. World Eaters a couple of times, because that's a nice table princess if it goes first. So that can yeah, be scary. World Eaters can be a, a quick 20-0. That's, that's, that's there, how that goes. Is, is just um, as a battle list as well? There is one racist battle list. That is also Scotland, the innovators this year. England have gone pretty dull. Yeah, we're just we're just chumps here. Yeah. Not me, buddy. I've got some innovation. But I mean, uh, <laughs> most teams, are, like we said, most teams are running those um, blocks of space between dreadnoughts, running UK space marine with the chosen and rhinos and then colour. Chris Mills is running the sisters um, with assassins, I think. And he's got some interesting tech in there. I think sisters just bring, you look through that list and you go, my God, there's just so many little five man units that are going to be yeah. annoying, they're going to be touching terrain, they're going to fly at me and try and, you know, we'll trade into a little five man marine unit, we'll trade into some scouts, we'll damage a chosen unit if they charge it first. Like, they are annoying. So well, it, we have looked at them a little bit in the team, but it's one of those where everyone's gone like, oh, there's something there in sisters. Yeah. 
Uh, but Chosen are good. But <laughs> that's basically how it's gone because everyone's playing singles and stuff at the minute. So it's not like we haven't we haven't got around to that point where we're just trying these sort of fringe armies. But obviously they won Tampa. So they can't be bad. So they, they, can't they, they score a lot. I'm predicting that England might not. Even, so we've done this event now a couple of years in a row, and it's been an England three on the podium. Uh, two years ago, last year was two England teams on the podium. One of the Scottish teams, I think, was in as a team. So this year, I'm predicting there might be. Oh, I'm definitely going to not be all three England. I don't. I, do I go back it? No, I'm going to back it. All three England on the podium. I'm going to say England. It. We're going to go with a triple England podium. Do you, what do you, how do you feel it looks? Another list around. Do you feel like we've got strong England team list? Do you think that? Yeah, I think we we just. I think it's just it's Robbo's fault. No, <laughs> we might we might have had a nice list if it wasn't for Robbo, but we've just done it. We've just gone for full meta. Just just run at you basically ah but you know like often often when I've played England teams at this we've drawn against the other top England team and then it's been a fight to see who beats the other teams by more points because it's very easy (laughs) when you get balanced teams to go ah like you know Manny 20-0 somebody with his Chaos Space Marines but our Chaos Space Marines 20-0 somebody the Eldar both 20-0 somebody and you're like oh it's 60-60 like it's just a flat draw score um and generally, the, the, there's like a 10-point bracket in the middle. So it's going to be out of 120 points from the six games. 55 to 65 is a draw. 66 is the win. 54 is a loss. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I could think I could see us doing well. Having said that, there's some great players on Scotland's three teams. They've got some really strong singles players. Uh, Innes Wilson, Brian Seep. You know, just to pick two out who are going, yeah. They both know what they're doing. They're both going to be helped. They've helped, obviously, shared some lists exactly the same, so they help people write them or innovate lists there. So it's not going to be a pushover with those teams. It's just, And then that comes down to that game within a game we mentioned. Can you do the pairing bits? So what we've got our teams doing at the moment is doing those matrix scores. We'll then, as the three captains, take that matrix with us to the event and go, cool. This is who the player is that we're going to put forward first. Maybe it's a player with bad matchups. Maybe it's a player who is really good against everybody. So it's going to give the other team about a tough choice. So an interesting point there, Tony, is when you have someone who has an awful matrix. I don't know if you want to talk about that a bit. So just some sort of theory within when you're doing these patterns is if you have someone who just has an absolute trash round, you're, like, you're looking at their scores and you're going, you're not getting more than five points here. And then, and then to just sort of don't protect them. Don't try and get them their seven point score. It's just throw them to the dogs. Just just get them out of the way, because then the rest of your your matrix is a lot is a lot easier to pair. Um, so we did that a couple of times at WTC. I think Tony is that is that fair to say you, you were is, doing the pairing there with Josh? And I think you you genuinely got the options of you throw them out first and try and pull something good. You throw them out second. And you go, it doesn't matter what they pick as long as it affects the swing well. Or you just throw them in champion and go, I don't really care. They're bad into everything. So I'm just going to ignore that worry at the end of okay. what it could be. What do you think? What do you think you're going to do? Say you've got your... Uh, I've, I've got a plan. Say, say you've got I've got one. a plan. Well, say, which way do you think you're going to lean? If you've got a list, a general list in, in that format, how would you think you'd, you'd lean towards? Are you more of a burn it early or a burn it late? approach what do you what do you think is your approach 
Oh, I'm ruthless. Just burn them early. Just you get them out of my way. I just don't want to see you. Just get rid. I don't want. I, I don't want you. If you brought a list of sad bads, you're, you're getting bust. I think I'm probably of the same opinion. <laughs> but if you get a team that you know is going to have really strong uh, defensive players, I might burn them as an attacker first, and just go. Sure. I, I, the danger is, I suppose, in six bands, you've got to try and get your your attackers the big wins. So as I'm saying that to you, I'm actually talking myself out of it and going, now nah, I'm probably going to burn them, burn them, burn them, burn them. <laughs> Moving forward with us, we've got we've got the England Battle of Britain, big involvement there. We've actually got a big contingent of our England teams going to Cardiff the weekend after. So it's... Um, yeah, Vale Renegades. Vale Renegades that- are doing a big um, four-man team event at Firestone Games in Cardiff. And that was another event that we signposted. Around. I was going to that, actually, but then I couldn't manage both weekends in a row. So I've always traditionally gone to Battle of Britain, so I backed up my Vale Renegades team. We've got quite a few teams going to that one, snaffled up a ticket because people wanted to get that team experience I mentioned earlier, wanted to show that they can play in four mans, do really well. So that's going to be a really strong field. Lots of big um, name players. Yeah, there's very strong teams going to that. There's very strong teams. Across the country, Ignite Boys, Glasshammer Boys, some England players going as fours to come and show what they could do in the team setup. Um, So we will hopefully bring you some feedback about, about we'll probably do some feedback about some of the list choices going out of that one maybe ahead so if we can get a copy of some of the list document stuff and maybe also yep. talk about post event some of the fours and what people took mm. and any interesting results that'll be interesting for us to look at from an England perspective and then yeah. we've also got Coventry and Leicester uh, you're attending both of those aren't you Chris I'm going to both of those um, I'm taking triple Tesseract Vault and Silent King so watch out what I'm- You've actually got three Tesseract Vaults in the Silent King. I, 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 I can get three Tesseract Vaults. Um, whether they appear or not. Child? I mean, Jesus. Where, where... <laughs> they're, they're just, it's just... Tesseract Vaults just are the famous, kind of kit that you can only direct order from those workshop. How much is a Tesseract Vault in the UK right They're now? actually not that bad. For points, it's 105, po- 105 for... Probably in Games Workshop. Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's nothing. That's fine. You heard it here. It, oh my I mean, god! It is 105 pounds. 105 it's like 30p pounds. a point. Less than that. 20, 20, 20p. Wow, that's such great value. Cheap. 30p a point. Jesus Christ. Some armies are gagging for that. I mean, it's a lovely um, model. If you could move it. <laughs> no, I might. I mean. It's something uh, we, we might we might bring it for a bit of fun. You know, I've just been looking like Necrons are at a point now. We're waiting for the Codex to come out. No one has a clue what's going on. Let's just have a bit of fun. I love the fact that the kit for this is like two pieces as well. It's it's just it's <laughs> two... it's so easy to build, isn't it? That's a... oh my god for hundred and five pounds. I mean bargain. Look at it. You can build three kits out of this. You build yourself an obelisk and a transcendent katan. Oh yeah, I'll magnetize it. Brilliant. What a good oh, idea. Jesus Christ. And that's oh, all we've got that. time for, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, on, uh... go on, Tony. No, no. What are you going to say, buddy? I'm just going to say um, one thing we did note from last episode is I realise my microphone is awful, so we will be rectifying that in the coming weeks. We'll watch this space. With his own original <laughs> list ideas and possibly a microphone. Uh, 
and then what else have we got coming up there's there's some more single events we're hoping to be at so you know if if you are out and about and see us at some of these events or want to pop in and see us uh, when we're at some of the team events feel free come up say hello um, the England Discord link is below if you're interested in getting involved with Team England make sure you check us out through that um, and we're going to be hopefully getting up some things about some Team England dice objective mats team shirt orders if you'd like to have one of our lovely Team England shirts uh, we do an imprint on the back we do an order for those kind of twice a year so we're going to start ramping that up towards Christmas and New Year so there's lots of things to get involved with at the moment and all I can say at this point is we promised a podcast every two weeks, but so far we're hopefully to get out two in a week is the plan. So yeah, I think that's everything, Chris. That is, yeah. I think that covers it well. So look forward to see everyone at any future events, I guess. We'll talk to you again upon our triumphant return from the Battle of Britain as England won two and three on the podium. England! The only thing left to say is if you guys could uh, hit the like button and even hit the subscribe button for us, that would really help us to grow YouTube. And you can find out more about Team England through our Facebook link below and our Discord. Feel free to join and get involved there. Uh, if you do want to even support Team even further than that, you can find us over on Patreon as well. Uh, and this podcast is available via Spotify and all good podcasting services. Until next time.